1: Welcome to The More You Know, The Better It Tastes, where we explore the backstory to some of the best restaurants and chefs in South Texas. And now, here's your hosts from San Antonio Restaurants, Alan Williams and Susie LaFredo. Hey
0: everyone, this is Susie with San Antonio Restaurants. We are... Live and are at our podcast studio. Um, The more you know, the better it tastes um, with Alan Williams, and we have an amazing wonderful guest today. We're so excited. Um, William Goro, Pitchford, um, of Godai Sushi Bar and Japanese Restaurant is here today. At, so excited to hear his story. We have some great questions for him. So um, we'll get, get started.
1: I'll tell you what, Susie, I, you know, we try to keep these podcasts at about 30 minutes, but with uh, Goro, I could probably ask him, <laughs> I, I, I bet you I have two hours worth of questions for him. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> can't wait to get into that. But uh, I want to take a moment, that music that you hear at the, beginning of the show and at the end of the show was written by my good friend dr ronnie sanders and he put that together for us i'm so appreciative of it i think it's a catchy tune i know i'm sometimes when i'm around the house i'll catch myself humming it (laughs) so ronnie if you're out there thank you very much again for that music yes we appreciate it awesome so goro welcome how are you today i'm doing fine thank you very much for the invite i'm excited yeah we're excited to have you here And so uh, I think, you know, we want to talk about your restaurant is Godai Sushi Bar and Japanese Restaurant, and you're at 11203 West Avenue. That's correct. All Mm -hmm. right. Cool, cool. And you've been there since 2005, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In March of 2005. Now, am I wrong? Back in those days, there wasn't a lot of sushi restaurants. I mean, now you find sushi all over the place.
2: Yeah. Back then in 2005, there was probably maybe six or seven sushi bars. Wow! Now they're popping up like bean sprouts all over the San Antonio. Yeah, I, I didn't realize until I took a look in Facebook or in the listings. Like, who's this? What's this sushi bar? Who, who, what's this one? I don't. I don't recognize some of these names. Uh-huh. But it's
1: totally amazing how it is how sushi
2: is be- becoming more yeah, and more popular. It is.
1: Yeah, Well, the thing. I mean, the thing I like about sushi is. is I can eat until I'm stuffed, but I don't feel stuffed. You don't feel like you do if I'm going to eat a big chicken fried steak or something like that. And you're just like, I need a nap. You don't feel like you need a nap after eating right. sushi. Right. Just-
0: well, and, and it's such an artist, um, you, you know, everything is so beautiful and you know you have all these cool flavors and uh, you know, that you put together. So, and, and you're kind of the master of that.
2: Well, I'm, I'm not, I don't consider myself a master, but I just enjoy what I'm doing. You know, I'm, um, it's just a, it's been an amazing adventure for me, yeah. You know, for the past thirty odd years, and and uh, what's what's really amazing is nowadays you see a lot of young kids eat the sushi. Where back in those days, very few kids were able to eat the sushi.
1: Mm-hmm. But now,
2: if you don't feed the kids, the, the kids get mad.
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's really cool. Well, you know, you've been doing this a long time, but. You weren't always doing this, so I was in my research. I found out, you know, you've you've had a whole career before you started making sushi, right?
2: That's correct. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, the career that I had in the past before making sushi, I started out in Mesa, Arizona, working for Motorola Semiconductor. Okay. And I was working as a fabrication operator. Is is that where you grew up in Arizona? Most of my most of my life, I did. Yes, my uh-huh. father was in the Air Force, and we he, he retired. In Arizona, that's where we stayed. Okay. And uh, since I was probably in middle school then. Ah. So it was it was great memories back then. Mm-hmm. But going back to this, I started out as a fabrication operator running these equipments to produce, we call them wafers. They're very, very thin silicon wafers, round wafers that had computer chips on them. And, and some of it you have to line it, coat it, etch it with acid or grow more oxide on it. That's what this process is. Then I finally went into... The, Training and development department.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And I did, I, at that time, I was training people how to operate the machinery and how to make training manuals. Okay. And then I uh, I came out here, and the only reason I came to San Antonio is my best friend got a job out here working for advanced micro devices. Okay, yeah. And that's why I said, you know, I need to go out here too. So I came out here, I got, I got hired, and I, I was in the training and development department uh, hmm. for several years. And then.
1: Know about the delicious seafood at Smash and Crab, but did you know they have a huge commissary conveniently located off Dezavala and IH 10? Attention, small restaurant owners, food truck operators, and catering companies. The Smash and Crab commissary is a superb alternative to purchase your groceries and paper goods for less. Plus, in their huge 3,500 square foot commercial kitchen, they provide food prep assistance, mass production of your recipes. Or you can do it yourself and rent kitchen space at an hourly rate. The Smash and Crab Commissary is here to help your food business succeed. Smash and Crab, they ain't forking around. Call 210 800 8499. That's 210 800 8499.
2: I never went to college. So during this process of doing this training and development, I wanted to get into the health and safety aspect of it. Uh, so I did all the safety training for the entire site. Okay. Um, I was a training for the emergency response team. I got certified in all the certifications necessary to become the trainer. And um, the safety engineer for the site wanted me to be the safety technician. So the corporate safety director came down from California, uh, this is with the company VLSI, I'm sorry, VLSI mm-hmm. Technology. He came down, he talked to me, he says, I'm gonna write a job description, I want you to apply for it, because it's your job. Wow. So I applied for it, but I couldn't get it, because corporate HR said I had no degree. Uh,
1: yeah.
2: So, But I was qualified, more than qualified for mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. Sure. just needed that degree for, I guess, protection or whatever. Yeah. So at the time they said, we'll send you to school full-time for two years. All expenses paid, we room, wow. board, everything. Okay. But I wasn't interested in going to college Yeah. because I, I tried it before and they didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what, that's the end of that. And that's I did that for 15 years.
1: Really? I enjoyed it, okay.
2: but it just got kind of boring after a while working for the corporate work. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't do anything but whatever was set up for me that day, you know, so. Yeah. But uh, then I got into the restaurant business and that
1: was that was fun. Wow, that was fun. well, that that was a big change. Um, and, and from what I what I read, you you left that job and went to work at uh, Fujia. Yes, that's yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah, back in 1987,
2: 1988. Because um, I came here in '84, San Antonio, so four years after I left the semiconductor industry, I called my mom. You know, because I'm still a mommy's boy.
1: Sure. <laughs> I called my
2: mom and said, "Mom, what should I do? Mm-hmm. What should I do?" She said go work in a restaurant. You worked in a restaurant when you were a young kid. I says, ah, I don't know if I wanna do that. I says, go, just go, go. Okay, okay. So um, I went to Fujia when it was located on Fredericksburg Road okay, from, across from Wonderland Mall. It was a Shakey's Pizza parlor back then. I remember
1: that, yeah. That was kind of my area when I grew up, so. Okay,
2: yeah. But I got, I, I interviewed with Mama and Junko and I got hired on the spot not knowing I was the only man hired for the front of the house. Mm. All the men they hired was for the back, back of, the of the house, house. Huh. Wow. kitchen, dishes. Mm-hmm. But I was only, because I'm Japanese, I guess I look like Japanese with these slanted eyes and everything, but <laughs> but mom and Junko really liked me right away. Uh-huh. So I got hired. And that's how I got into the restaurant industry. Wow. I was a busboy waiter in the sushi bar area and a waiter outside in the front of the house.
1: Yeah. And, um, well, that was a big change going from the corporate world and, and the training and, and development and everything that you were in. And all of a sudden, now you're cleaning tables.
2: Yeah. But you know what, Alan and Susie? Still to this day, if I learn something new, one small thing every day, that's what keeps me going. Mm. And in the restaurant world and in food industry, I don't care who you are. You're learning something new every day, whether it's placing the fork on the right Way or whatever mm-hmm. that keeps your mind going. Right. And that's why I'm so excited to be in this
1: industry. That's yeah. Great. So after all these years, you're still excited to be in it. You still love oh, yeah. what you do.
2: I love what I do. I mean, I'm, I'm the first one there at the restaurant, last one to go. Wow. So I get there about 9 o'clock in the morning, and I leave at 11 o'clock at night. Wow. That's great.
0: So, yeah, wa- so, so at Fujia is that where you uh, got your um, passion for for sushi or for?
2: Oh well, one day I walked in and. It was my day off, I think. And Mama got mad at me because she said I was supposed to be at work. I said, I'm sorry. It wasn't on the schedule. She said, Koro-san, you work every day now, no matter what. (laughs) Okay, okay. But I walked in. I saw this man. His name was Masa. And a young lady, Michelle, making sushi. And I said to myself, that's something I really want to do. They're having fun talking and making money. You know? So I I approached Mama with it. And I said, Mama, can you allow me to learn? She said, of course, Koro-san. Okay, so she got up with Junko, and then Junko allowed me in there um, to to watch, not to do anything, but just to watch, mm-hmm. because that's the way you actually learn to make sushi. You never ask questions because they have no time to answer questions. <laughs> right, and um, so that's how I got my career started as, as, as doing sushi, and still to, to to this day, I still have clients that have been coming in uh, since that day. Wow. to come see me at the restaurant wow no kidding. It's, it's really amazing
1: yeah
2: it's really amazing and you know what's the funny thing is I'm Japanese I was adopted at birth so I don't speak Japanese there's Japanese ladies that still come in or Okinawan and Japanese ladies that still come in and talk to me in Japanese no wow. I don't speak it right. oh no <laughs> Right. so all I do yeah. is just say hi hi yep, but yep. I, I can usually if, if I if they speak to me Pick out a few mm-hmm. I can speak if I you know, pick out a few mm-hmm. phrases yeah. or words, yeah. then I kind of know what they're
1: yeah. speaking to. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So I di- I didn't know you were uh, adopted. So that's where the because your your natural name or not natural name, but I guess the name you officially go by is William Pitchford. Yes, that's my
2: my naturalized name.
1: Naturalized name. Yeah. Okay. My,
2: my birth name is Goro Matsunaga.
1: Wow, very interesting. Mm-hmm. And so, um, do you, I? Don't know how old were you when you were adopted? where you are just a baby? Just or? a baby. Okay. My
2: my real mother never touched me. They took uh-huh. me away right away.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So William Pitchford. So I wondered about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, does Goro have a meaning?
2: Yeah, Goro means fifth son. Oh. So if you count in the Japanese numbers, it's ichi ni san shi go. Mhm. So go means 5. So Goro, Goro-san is fifth son. Oh wow. Oh, I, cool. have, I have 13 brothers and sisters out there and never met. Wow. That
1: is amazing. Yeah. Have you ever done one of the DNA things for, you know, ancestry where you try? I,
2: to- I want to, but I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, my, my parents that raised me told me early in life that I was adopted. Mm-hmm. And so, whether I meet them now, you know, the only thing I'm going to say to them, with my mom and dad or my brothers and sisters, whether I meet them now or later on after life, all I'm going to say is thank you for just giving me such a wonderful life.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. Well, you
2: know, I mean, I mean there there was a reason for that yeah so i'm yeah, not gonna get sure. mad at that
1: yeah sure. yeah. So. yeah very cool um you mentioned a minute ago that you grew up you were in a kitchen whenever you were young so your your mother had a a, a restaurant no it's called home kitchen oh okay that kitchen <laughs> right. yeah usually you see my
2: in my family we never we don't have sisters we just have my brother and i mm-hmm. and um so when my mom would cook i would always be there watching her you know and um learning how to cook Mm -hmm. my mom was a wonderful cook i mean she's still 94 but she's bedridden now but she can i bet she's seeking if she gets up she can still cook a good meal yeah but um uh in the japanese tradition it's usually the girl that stays in the kitchen and learns how to cook and clean and everything okay and when the girl is ready to go out on her own mom would give her the rice paddle traditionally Mm -hmm. and say this is yours now you're on your own.
1: Wow. It's like handing over the scepter or the. Exactly. Yeah. Here's yeah. your crown.
2: My mom didn't do that to me. She just said, just do the dishes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. But it's so interesting because that is where so much of the the learning and the passion and everything comes from is the home kitchen. Exactly. Yeah.
2: I mean, my mom, she never talked, spoke about how to make the dish. She just made the dishes. Yeah. And I just watched her. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I did work at a Chinese restaurant as a busboy when I was 14 years old, 15 years old, cause I really wanted to make a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, cause I was taught, if you want it, you gotta go work for it. Sure. So,
1: mm-hmm. so we did. Yeah. So, cool. Cool. so what kind of food did you grow up with? What were they making? Uh,
2: my mom always made Japanese food, Oh, but my father was American. He was in the air force. So my mom had to cook both Japanese and American food.
1: Mm-hmm. She was
2: an excellent cook in both realms. Um, so I had both the best, cool. you know, best of both worlds.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Well, that's neat. Now you've seen. I've seen. Uh, we're friends on Facebook, so I've seen some of your the posts that you put out. And I happen to know that at one part of your life you were a gymnast.
2: Oh my gosh! You had to mention that, didn't <laughs> yes. you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, this was in high school. Um, uh, my junior year. My so- no my sophomore year no junior and senior year because um, I had. I wanted to do something different besides, you know, run track or, you know, I was in choir. Most of my time was in choir. Hmm. But uh, my, my, uh, my friend said, let's go try it. Let's go be on the gym, gymnastics team. Sure, why not? Let's go try it. Sure, you sure. Know, not knowing what I was getting into. But I couldn't do any of the floor exercises because I wasn't flexible enough and I couldn't do the back flips or whatever. I couldn't do the parallel bars because you had to have, I, I don't know, some balance. And I, I didn't want to do the, the, the horse, because my upper body wasn't as strong. So my friend said, just do the rings. Sure. Okay. So I got with the coach, and coach said, let's get you on the rings. So I did the rings, and I had fun. I really yeah. had fun. Oh, that's cool. And that's uh, I did I did those strength moves, and I, I could have went to state my senior year, but I broke my leg playing around on a trampoline,
1: oh. so <laughs> those trampolines they'll do that. Oh
0: yeah, I mean, you—it's it, life has taken you in so many cool, interesting directions, which is so—it's—it's it's, it's so. I think those kind of stories are so cool because you have an opportunity to try and to experience so many different things. And then the—and the last time, so you were talking about, you know, just. Um, you know, it, how you started learning, um, you, you know, sushi making and that kind of thing. And that I remember um, the very first time we actually met in person, um, we had been trying to connect and and, and you, you were telling me, oh, yeah, yeah, I had actually just came from, um, I think it was Incarnate Word, and I was teaching a class on sushi making. So you've gone, you went from the, the student way back then, and now you are actually not only teaching um, at the colleges, but also um, sh- restaurants are actually bringing you in to teach their chefs how to, um, you know, the, the art of sushi making. Yeah,
2: so the, the, cool. actually the chefs are sending some of their students, their chefs, to my restaurant uh, to, I would love to go to their restaurant and teach. that'd be fun. Yeah. But mm-hmm. teaching, I mean, teaching has always been with me all my life, since since working for Motorola, that's how I learned. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, I love to educate and teach and do things. I like to be in front of people. You know, that may kind of, you know, as, as I've told you before, I'm shy you know, uh, if I don't know what I'm talking about, then I'm really shy. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I know what I'm talking about, I can talk to hundreds of people in the audience and no no, no, big deal. Sure. Yeah, there's
1: yeah. your confidence, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you actually offer sushi classes in at, at Godai Sushi, right? Yes.
2: Eventually I will. I, I, I will be doing a, um, a special sushi class with one client. He has 40 employees. Oh, nice. So I'm going to do two sessions with him. And then I'm going to be doing uh, scheduling sushi classes like every other Sunday, two classes per Sunday. Hmm. It's, a, it's a blast. It really is. Yeah. It really is. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I, I watch, I'm, I'm inviting all of you to come Oh, would oh that'd it. be great. That'd
1: be so cool. That'd yeah. be amazing. Maybe we'll do that. something with the San Antonio Restaurants yeah, Gold Members exactly. and see if we can have a class. Oh, at, yeah, there we go. That that would that'd be, a, be fun. That'd be so much fun. Yeah. Be, oh, okay. They would love it, yes. the gold Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. You know, you, Susie mentioned about how, how you know you're, you've been in so many different things in your life, and you know you, you're you're such a rounded person. I mean, you know, you're. A, I, I consider you a wine aficionado. You know your <laughs> wine. You know sushi. You know her training. Um, now, you've you've been kind of studying acting and kind of getting into that with lately, haven't you? Well, I mean, and I he says it. he's shy. Right, right,
2: right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got into acting. Uh, I've never acted in my life. This is my first time ever. And now we join it. It's, it's, it's a great learning experience. Well, I mean, the lady that owns this acting agency, can I mention it? It's sure. called Avant Agency, Talent Agency. A wonderful agency. They just moved into a new building, and it's gorgeous. And then Diane is the owner, director of the agency. She's, she's a wonderful lady. She has umpteen years of experience in this realm. Well she kept coming to my restaurant and that uh, kept telling me you Gora, you have something in you you have a look you have the you have the you have the uh, what is it aura you have mm-hmm. the personality There's an that, aura yeah yeah that 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 the casting directors really want and I looked at her and said who wants to get this ugly face on camera you know <laughs> come on There's, I wouldn't put my face on camera you know so eventually so I gave in I said okay I'll come down and so she took some profile pictures, blah 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 blah, and filled the application, um, the profile page, put put everything online. Within a week or two weeks, I had my first audition. Wow! And uh, of course, I was nervous. I didn't get that part, but I was so nervous. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I was sweating. And then over time, uh, uh, I did I did something with a training videos and now i'm before i did an audition for this huge motion major motion picture wow and uh that one I'm, i know i'm not gonna get it's just a great experience don't go into this you audition. never know yeah but it's, that, was a <laughs> that was tough audition that was tough and then um uh, there's another one coming up I, I think i passed the first two rounds pepsi commercial and there's another one that i'm up for audition
1: in austin So that's great. So you've done a bunch of auditions and I'm sure you're going to land something and we'll say, wow, we knew him when he was a chef.
0: (laughs) So, I mean, so I know that this late, you know, this, this agent approached you and all that kind of thing, but is acting something that you knew that it was, you know, something maybe you would want to explore?
2: You know, I mean, thinking back, back then, I mean, why would Uh, I want to act? Because, you know, I'm enjoying what I'm doing and. I'm not acting in my job, I'm telling the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, But this came up and I spoke to my wife in length about this. I said, you know, if this acting thing may be a good thing, may not be a good thing. But if it's a good thing, what do you want me to do? And of course, my wife always supports me. You know, we support each other. That's what you're supposed to do. Sure. But she supported me says, if you really want to do this, you know, do it. Go enjoy Mm -hmm. it, have some fun. Yeah, because you really enjoy having fun in what you're what you do, so I said, okay, let's just give it a shot. So that's why I did it. Awesome.
1: So, yeah. Well, hope, good luck to you. Hopefully, something will will pop up and we'll, well see you on TV. We'll, we'll see
2: what happens. Yeah. Is, it's just for fun right now.
1: <laughs> so I want to ask some technical questions on sushi because I don't know. Sure. So I'll start with, what's the difference between good sushi and bad sushi?
2: Okay, a lot of people always ask, what does sushi mean, Mm -hmm. okay? If you look at the dictionary, if you look at everything else, pamphlets and everything, sushi does not mean raw fish. (laughs) Sushi means rice, it's it's the rice itself. Mm -hmm. Okay, now the fish can be very fresh, but you can have very bad, soggy, sticky, yucky rice. Mm -hmm. If you put those two together, what's gonna happen? It's like taking, I guess, a hamburger bun that's been stale for a week, and you put a nice, nice big, thick angus beef patty on it and try to eat it, what's gonna happen? It's not gonna taste good. Right. It's the same principle. Mm-hmm. Okay, sushi is very important on the technique of cutting the fish properly. Selecting the fish is utmost important, but the rice plays a very important part of, of, the, of the process. Mm-hmm. If you don't cook sushi rice the right way, it's gonna come out too hard, it's gonna come out too soft. And there is there is a particular way of doing it. The other aspect of sushi is the vinegar. If you have plain white rice mm-hmm. and you put a piece of fish on it and try to eat it together as sushi, it's not going to taste right. If I may, can I back up on some of this, um, on the history of sushi a little bit? Yeah, sure. Okay. Back pre war days, way back when, way, 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 way before our times. Sushi was probably developed and, and, and made by Chinese. A lot of the cuisines that are served in Korea, China, or Japan, Korea, everywhere like that, comes from Chinese, mm-hmm. like noodles and things like that. But I, what I read was on the south, eastern side of Asia was China. The way they made sushi back then, they would catch the fish, more likely carp or something, okay. they would clean it, mm-hmm. okay? Then they would have fresh cooked rice. Yes. And they would pat the fish with the rice and wrap it with banana leaf and bury it underground and put a stone on it. Oh, wow. Okay? Uh Uh-huh. And they would dig it up for, I'm not sure how many days afterwards. Then they would discard the rice and rinse it off and slice the fish. That was the real sushi back then. Wow. They still do that process in Japan, in Tokyo.
1: Why discard the rice?
2: Because the rice is moldy, stinky. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, because it's 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 been underground. Underground. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They still do the same process in Japan. If you've ever watched the Andrew Zimmer in Bizarre Foods, mm-hmm. there was one episode where he went in and the way they do it, they take the carp, whatever fish they catch, then they clean it and then they um, hang, no, they put the fish into vats of freshly cooked rice. They go through this process three, four times. But every time they do that, they hang it, and they, then they hang it back up, then they process it through. Once the whole process is done, that fish is taken out, rinsed off, hung to dry brought back in, and then sliced wow. as sashimi. <clears throat> I personally will not try that sushi because it's very ammoniated. Oh. It's gonna be ammoniated. It's very rare that, the I guess as they say the common people eat this sushi. Some do, but I'm sorry, I won't do it. But that's how sushi back be. We went from there mm-hmm. to our time now. So what I'm saying is the fermentation of the rice, if you don't have that fermented flavor, like the vinegar or sour flavor, sweet and sour flavor, of the rice with the fish, it's not going to taste good.
1: But now that's that's just a certain type of sushi in Japan. Mm-hmm. If if I were to go to Japan to just uh, any random sushi restaurant that, mm-hmm. that's there, would it taste what you're like what you're making? I would probably say very close,
2: but not all the way. Okay, it's like going to different countries trying to bring their food over. If like for 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 Japanese food, mm-hmm. okay. If you go to Japan and eat, let's say, katsudon, which is a, you know, pork cutlet over rice with sauce, and go to Japan and eat it, it'll taste almost the same, but the ingredients can be a little bit different. So the flavors flavor is gonna be slightly different. Okay. Yeah. The rice in Japan is different than what we get here. They mainly use the short grain rice. Mm-hmm. And the process of them making sushi over there is much more greater than what we do over here. They take a long time to learn how to make sushi over there. Yeah. Years, years. I'm not lying, years. Um, and the sushi is much smaller over there than here. Um, Everything's bigger here. Everything's yeah, so
1: bigger.
0: So the secret is the the little touch of vinegar in yes. the rice. Interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. wow. and, and also
2: the, the cooking mm-hmm. of the rice. Make sure you cook okay. the rice the right way and make sure the fish is not too thick or too thin, mm-hmm. you know, because in Japan, when you go to a sushi bar, island and Susie, you sit down and you order sushi or they just serve, serve you the sushi. Uh, most of the time, like omakase style means flavors of the house, where the chef only makes you which, you, whether you eat it or not, you're going to be served it. They charge you one price and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll serve you the sushi, but on the board or the plate they give you, you just get ginger. All the sauces okay. are brushed, so every piece of sushi is eaten in one bite. Mm-hmm. So if you hear me at my sushi bar sometimes, I'll say that one piece of sushi is one bite, and people say, "What? That one?" Yes, you have to eat one
1: bite.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It, it makes sense because then you have all the, get every flavor, every yes. yeah. yeah. Wow.
1: Well, that's that's good to know because I always feel like I'm a hog when I stick the whole thing in my mouth. So I'm supposed to. <laughs> you're, you're, you're supposed to, but I mean, here in
2: America, we were taught not to overstuff our face to bite because that's just not the proper way of doing. It. Mm-hmm. But the sushi in Japan is smaller. Smaller. Yeah. It's smaller. So. Yeah. Well, there is a restaurant here in town that makes sushi the very traditional style still. Um, post-war, just right after the war, gave mm-hmm. me the sushi double the size because they really had no time to eat. Mm. Back then, the chefs were sitting down. The customers were standing up in, in food
1: booths. Yeah.
2: And the um, and the restaurant name is, Tokyo. is Tokyo. Tokyo Mart or Tokyo Inn? Yes. Yeah. It still makes it. If you go there and try to order a... Philadelphia rolls cream cheese, they'll probably really throw you what? out. <laughs> <laughs> They're
1: very traditional. Yeah, the Texas A&M roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those are all my favorites, by the way. <laughs> we sell a lot of yeah, I'm sure you do. Well, that's interesting. Now, what about what about fresh fish? Okay. You know, we're not on the ocean. Uh, how do you where do you get your fish from? I
2: get my fish from Houston mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes LA depends on the availability. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a distributor I've been dealing with for 30 years, we've been friends for almost 40 years. Yeah, And he owns a, a distributorship here in, town, uh, in Houston.
1: When you receive it, is is the fish still alive? I guess that's a crazy question, but I'm, I'm gonna no, ask. Yeah. No,
2: I try to order, I'll, I'll tell you later I'm on that one, but all the fish that comes in, like the salmon comes in fresh, by law, a lot of fish have to come in frozen. Okay. According to the, the HACCP program, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of it has to be prepped, yeah. vacuum packed and frozen. Now I can get fresh tuna from distributors if they have it, but it's very rare that you can get it because a lot of the tuna goes to
1: Asia. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I heard a, a podcast recently with some chefs talking about frozen foods, mm-hmm. and and they said because of technology, they're able to flash freeze things, and and it's not the same. I mean, it it, it makes it taste just as good as it was right out of the ocean because it's it's the technology they're doing it right it's not in the old days you know just stick it in the freezer somewhere and then right. it's going to get ice bound or wh- whatever right right yeah i mean
2: a lot of the of stuff that i received and a lot of stuff that those sushi bars receive is all frozen prepackaged. yeah you know but but it doesn't mean it's bad
1: yeah it oh no bad. not at all
2: yeah so but we we really want <clears throat> to monitor where we get that let's say frozen tuna from mm-hmm. um, Salmon always comes in fresh. I never want frozen salmon because usually if they, if they freeze salmon before you get it, that means they've kept it in their warehouse a little bit longer than they're supposed to. Yeah. So.
1: Okay.
0: Well, I know we talk about, I, I always say, you know, that you're the sh- sushi master. But, um, I mean, if, if when you go, and I, I know the last time that I went, and the, some of the rolls that you put together um, and the flavors and I, it were so unique and different. And, um, and, and you have to be a master and, and, a, and a, an artist to be able to do that. An artist of flavors, an artist, you know, because that that's a talent to know, okay, so if I can, you know, put this flavor and this flavor, and, um, and so you end up creating these roles that are just magnificent. So, um, I mean, h- how, how do you explore that? You just um, do whatever.
2: Well, I, I appreciate those comments. Thank you very much. Um, I'm not a master, again. <laughs> I just enjoy what I'm doing, yeah, I mean, over the years, you learn you know what what goes well with other items. One thing I really don't like to do, but sometimes customers like it if I do that, put tons of sauce on the roll. Oh, yeah. I particularly don't like that because all you're tasting is sauces. Mm-hmm. I like to put as little as, as 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 I can on the roll, so you actually taste it's the eels. you can actually yeah. taste the fish, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. um but um. I mean, just flavor, you know, flavor, you know, comparisons and, and things like that. That's what makes a good chef, yeah. chef. And, any, yes. any chef, yes. any chef, you know, mm-hmm. I and mean, they got to try it out. Yeah. You know, and luckily for me, mm-hmm. I, I like sushi. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't eat it as often. You know, mm-hmm. if you ask any chef, they, they don't eat their own food anyways. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. You, you, yeah. Go home and eat a banana, a uh, bologna sandwich right. or something. Yeah. 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 No, you're you're exactly right. and And... You know, I, I've said before that I really consider a chef an artist because you're able to know those flavors mm-hmm. and put it all together. Yeah. And so you're definitely an artist. There's no doubt about that. Oh, I appreciate that one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so now you've had go dive sushi since two thousand and five, but before that you were at another restaurant called Goro's, which is named after you. That's correct. But uh you don't really have anything to do with that restaurant anymore, right? Since That's you okay. I, I
2: have no no interest in that restaurant, I and that's haven't.
1: a good restaurant. Nothing wrong with it. Oh but. no, no, oh, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, I never, I never talk bad about any restaurant because mm-hmm. they, they do what they have to do to make them successful. Okay, you know. And Goro's, I just, you know, we just, we just uh, had a, a little disagreement, mm-hmm. and I just went on my way.
1: Yeah, but I just wanted to to kind of cor- correct that because a lot of people see that and they think, oh yeah, I've been to Goro's and, and Goro's restaurant, and I said, no that. Goro's restaurant is Godai Sushi. Yes. Well, what does Godai mean? Okay, Godai. The name. This I'm
2: referring back to my mom again. Mm-hmm. I called my mom before I went to get my tax ID. I said, "Mom, help me come up with a name for the restaurant because I don't want to use Tokyo in. I don't want to use Osaka. You know, the, the brand names or the those names are national brands." She said, "Okay, give me give me one night. Okay, okay. So I guess her." And her friend got together that night. And they talked about it. Next morning, she called me. And says, "Willie, that's what my mom called me. Willie, call it Go Die." I says, "Isn't there another restaurant called Go Die?" No, there's a restaurant called Todai, but not Go Die. Hmm. So call it Go Die. I said, "What does it mean, Mom?" So, G O, and Go Die means Goro. That's my name. Okay. And then Die. If you look at the or whatever they call it, the verbiage on it, mm-hmm. it's it's actually expanding. So if you look at that's the way I looked at it. So oh. Goro is expanding. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm expanding because I'm getting older. <laughs> but that, what met that means is for, for the business to expand. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's, it's a really unique name.
1: It, it, yeah. So, okay, that's neat. So, yeah, so it's a combination of your name and expanding. Mm-hmm. And and at one point, speaking of expanding, at one point you did have a second restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think you see that in your future opening up anymore? Or? <laughs> well,
2: I mean, the second restaurant was what didn't work out as well as I thought it was going to work out. I just wanted I wanted to try something different, uh-huh. but I think I opened up at the wrong time of the wrong, wrong year because that's when everything was everything's going down. All the banks uh, are yeah. going broke and everything. So, um, but I learned my lesson. It was it was a. Hard lesson learned. Mm -hmm. Spending that kind of money on a restaurant, but I mean, I do have uh, a vision that I want to create. I have a couple of people going to be involved with it. Oh, cool! And I told them that we need to get this. We need to move on it right away before somebody else comes in. Wow, Susie,
1: we might have just got a scoop.
0: I know. You know what? That's what it's all about. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's interesting. All right. Well, I won't push you on it because I know that you know you're working on some things, but that's really exciting.
2: Oh, it will be fun. It'll be it'll be fun.
1: Yeah. It'll be fun. So, you know, I know that uh, I have no idea how old you are, and I'm, I don't really care how old you are. But I'm just wondering, how how much longer do you do you want to be a sushi chef?
2: Okay. Well, I'll tell you my age. Everybody knows I'm 62. I want to be a sushi chef as long as I can get on my two feet and walk. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You know, I, I may slow down when I'm 70, 70 something. But right now, I'm not going to slow down.
1: Yeah. I'm
2: going to keep pushing it.
1: Well, yeah. that's good. Well, you seem like you have a good time with your job. Everyone likes to, you know, when you go to Godai Sushi, you're probably, Goro's probably going to come out to your table at some point during the, the uh, time that you're there and, and speak to you because you're very friendly. And, and uh, I think it's one of the things that your charm is what people like Yeah. about your restaurant.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. and And you created that, you know in your restaurant, but also, I mean, you have really, and I, I I know you're probably going to say, but you've really become a social media, um, hit, I guess you could say or sensation. And and it's great because, um, all all of your posts are awesome and fun and, but, but also showcase so many of the cool things that you're, um, either you're going to have, you know, in house that day, or, you know, what you have fresh that came in that day and, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, you really do a great job of. You know, putting it out there and letting people know and, and in a fun way. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank
2: you, Susie. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing um, is just some very important statements. My parents always taught me, you treat people the way you want to be treated, and you'll be successful. Yeah. And be humble about it. Be humble. A lot of people come up to me and says, Gore, you got the best sushi in, in town, you got the best sushi in the state. I never have ever said I know that. I always said, Thank you. But I mean every restaurant has their own star you know so i mean that's that's the way i look at it sure
1: wow well guys out there if y'all have not been to godai sushi bar and japanese restaurant it is at 11203 west avenue and let's see that's just a little it's not too far from the corner of west avenue and blanco it's up what would that be west of it no that would be That'd be south of south of so, that. Yes, yeah, yes, there south you of, go. Mm-hmm. About about a block or two south is Godai Sushi Bar and Japanese Restaurant. And Godai is one of the San Antonio restaurants gold approved restaurants. Yes, happy to have you as one of our gold. You're definitely a gold approved restaurant. For sure,
0: for sure. <laughs> so people love your perks. I'll tell you what. Y- you know, we get so many comments. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, there, there's if you're a gold member and you have our app where you're able to go to different gold approved restaurants and get discounts. There's some amazing deals out there, but I really think that your perk is probably one of the best ones that we have. And I don't want to say too much because you may decide, what am I doing? I better take this back and not do it because you have buy two sushi rolls, get two of equal or lesser value free. And then you have another perk that says buy one sushi roll get one free those are fantastic
2: they are well i mean i mean i'm always in the how do i say this my parents always taught me to give back you know to give back to to clientele It's what like the one to come spend some money yes. and in this program when when you approach me with it and of course i i looked at it and i said right away i said yeah i want to be a member of it no matter what mm-hmm. no matter what it takes i'll be a member of it i mean It's, it's helped out my business tremendously, you know, it it really has. And, um, people really appreciate it. And I, I, my thing is I really appreciate clients that come in to, I mean, sometimes they'll say, well, you're giving too much away. I'm not giving anything away. (laughs) What I'm doing is allowing people to come in to enjoy the food, the joy the ambiance or whatever.
0: Yeah. It's, it's awesome. And we've heard some people who, um, know live across town or whatever who you've been on their list um of, of a place that they want to go and they just you know you, you know how it is you know you, you put it on the list oh i want to go to this place and then it takes forever to actually get there mm-hmm. but this has actually incentivized them to go and so yeah. we've had a lot of people come back and say oh my gosh i finally went and i yeah and they're so
1: excited yeah. so yeah the goal is to get more people to know about local restaurants Absolutely. and to check out local yes.
2: and i, and I yes. think uh, who's ever okay. listened to this cast should actually join up for sure because yeah. it's, it's a great opportunity for you to go out there mm-hmm. and try a restaurant that you've never tried you know and they have yeah. a, each restaurant has their own perks yes that's yeah. it yeah. And so that's get a, out get out there and try it
1: thank you for that yes yeah. at sa-restaurants.com sa-restaurants.com and check it out yeah for sure all right Goro, thank you so much for being here today. Time flies. We've already been on uh, longer than we normally are, but uh, you know, you have so many good stories and so much about you. You're such an interesting person that we wanted to to keep on going. So thank you for being here today.
2: I really appreciate it. Thank you for the
1: opportunity, Alan and Susie. Yeah, absolutely. We're so excited. Fantastic. Well, thank you all for listening in today. Susie, thank you for being here. And until the next time, in the spirit of Anthony Bourdain, Get out there and explore local restaurants. Get the extra sauce, order dessert, just try something new. You're a foodie, so embrace it, right? Yep. All right. All right. Next time, guys. Bye.
0: Bye.